You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Daw, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. This episode of Locked On Kentucky is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports, dozens of house-based games to play daily over at Stat Hero. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. You can sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. It's been a hot minute uh, since we've recorded an episode. I was out in Tampa covering the SEC tournament, got to see the Wildcats in action, going to give some thoughts on the SEC tournament later on in the show, but we've got more pressing matters to get to here on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Going to talk about the NCAA tournament, Kentucky's draw. Do they have a good one? We're also going to talk about the St. Peter's uh, Peacocks, whether or not Kentucky can handle business against St. Peter's in the opening round. It's going to be a really exciting episode. Obviously, this is the uh, most exciting time of year, and also I want to know if my voice gives out... (coughs) At any point, as it almost did uh, just there in this episode, want to apologize. I've not felt well uh, for the past couple of days. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. The NCAA tournament. Do the Kentucky Wild ha- Wildcats have a good draw? Well, let's look at Kentucky's region of the bracket. Kentucky is in the east region of the 2022 NCAA tournament. Going to go over some of the seeds here. Number one, Baylor is the number one seed. In this, uh, in this region of the bracket, number one, Baylor will take on Nor- Norfolk State. Number eight, North Carolina will take on number nine seed Marquette. Number five, St. Mary's will take on the winner of Wyoming and Indiana University in the first four matchups. So it's St. Mary's versus Wyoming or Indiana, the 12 seed there. Number four, UCLA versus number 13, Akron. Number six, Texas versus upstart Number 11 seed, Virginia Tech won the ACC tournament. Number three, Purdue versus number 14, Yale. Number seven, Murray State versus number 10, San Francisco. And then finally, number two, Kentucky taking on St. Peter's in the first matchup. I would not say that this is the best draw in the world, but I think that Kentucky definitely has the opportunity to at least reach the Elite Eight. I would feel comfortable with saying that the Wildcats have a legitimate shot at getting to the Elite Eight when you look at this tournament. I mean, if you want to break it down here, I think Baylor uh, will likely beat the number 16 seed, barring some wild, uh, wild uh, upset there. Then you've got North Carolina Marquette. I'd probably lean Tar Heels right now. Uh, I would probably lean Tar Heels to beat, the, beat Marquette uh, in that matchup. If St. Mary's uh, beats Wyoming or Indiana, uh, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised, but I really like some of the things that uh, Wyoming does uh, post-up-wise. Then also Indiana, Tracy Jackson Davis, a really talented player. Curious to see if St. Mary's could uh, could outlast a team like Wyoming or Indiana. I know that they beat Gonzaga, but I'm just curious to see what the, what the Gales will do. Uh, in the tournament, I would like to think that I would like to think that UCLA beats Akron. I would probably pick Virginia Tech uh, to beat Texas. 
I'll probably pick Purdue to beat Yale. And then this is the matchup that we should all really be concerned about as fans. Murray State and San Francisco, the winner of this matchup, will take on the Kentucky Wildcats in the round of 32. Murray State, 30-2 and two on the season, averaging almost 80 points a game, 62.5 points allowed per game. They've lost their one game against top 25 competition. That was to Auburn. I believe it was a nine-point loss. No, they lost by 13, excuse me, uh, to the Tigers on the road. They've got a better BPI than San Francisco. Uh, went 18-0 in their conference. Uh, very, very solid backcourt. Tevin Brown, one of the best three-point shooters in this entire tournament, one of the best three-point shooters uh, in Murray State's conference this season. Uh, I would probably pick the Racers over San Francisco, but San Francisco played in a um, what is what is normally not necessarily a very tough league, but San Francisco played in a relatively difficult league of their own, also scoring at a high clip, 77.1 points per game. These are the two teams that you really have to look at and say, okay, if Kentucky matches up against these two, who would I prefer the Wildcats to play? I would prefer San Francisco because I don't like having to go against Murray State and their shooting. I'll also note this about the Racers, and this is kind of me projecting, and I, I really, really think that, that Murray State's going to win this game, and so this is me projecting on the Racers, but when they had Ja Morant, they had a guy named Buchanan, I believe it might have been Shaq Buchanan or somebody like that, and then they had one other dude, and then those were the three, but it was mainly Ja Morant on that Murray State team just a couple of years ago. This team, I feel like, is more complete. I feel like from top to bottom, I mean, they've got Tevin Brown, but from top to bottom, this is a more complete team than what that Murray State team with John Morant was. And so I, if I'm Kentucky, I'm looking at this St. Peter's game, and we'll dive into it uh, in just a little bit, but I'm not particularly concerned with what the Peacocks are going to bring to the table. So I'm already looking ahead to the round of 32, and that may be arrogant to say, that may be foolish to say, but I'm looking down the road, I'm looking at this Murray State matchup, and I'm saying, I think that it's tough, but I don't think that it's nothing, that it's or that it's anything that Kentucky can't get past. So I like my first two games heading into the Sweet 16. I think it's a good draw so far. Then you have to potentially play Texas, Virginia Tech, Purdue, and Yale, Purdue, probably the team that you wouldn't want to face out of all three of those, and Purdue the most likely to advance to the Sweet 16, barring upset. And we talked about the Boilermakers uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. One of the 10 teams that I thought Kentucky would have a hard time against in the NCAA tournament, one of the bad matchups, one of the bad matchups for the Wildcats. Because Purdue has size down low. They've got two different players in... uh, Trevion, uh, Trevion Williams, and I'm forgetting the the other guy's name right now. He's a seven-footer as well. Really, really talented. Very dominant big man. Probably coming to me in a second. And they've got a guard in Jaden Ivey that's lengthy, can get to the rim, explosive. And if Kentucky's offense does what they did against Tennessee or somewhere or anything remotely close to it, I think uh, I think the Wildcats lose that game. But if Purdue gets upset, like let's say they get upset by Virginia Tech, or Texas, which is very likely. Well, I wouldn't say very likely. I th- I'd say that it's likely. Then I, I, I like Kentucky's ability to advance to the Elite Eight. And in, even against Purdue, I mean, it, it's not a lost game. In fact, most people think that the Wildcats are going to win that matchup. 59% of people on ESPN's Tournament Challenge are picking the Wildcats to win. So I'd like to think that Kentucky 
has a legitimate shot to get to the Elite Eight. But past that, I think that anything would be a reach. So let's say Baylor beats North Carolina. Let's say UCLA uh, beats St. Mary's. Let's go chalk here. One, two, three, four. And let's say Baylor beats Kentucky. A healthy Baylor team should make it to the Final Four. A healthy Baylor team should beat Kentucky. In my opinion, based on the way that Kentucky's been up and down and up and down all season, I think a healthy Baylor Bears team advances to the Final Four. Could be a really good game. But let's say this. Let's say North Carolina upsets number one Baylor. And regardless whoever wins the St. Mary's-UCLA matchup, you could even say Wyoming-Indiana. Regardless, I think that the team advancing to play Kentucky would not have as good of a shot as Baylor. And we've already seen Kentucky dominate the Tar Heels on a neutral court this season. So at that that point, <coughs> excuse me, I would feel really comfortable about the Wildcats and their draw. So I think the it, it, you got to you've got to see how it shakes out, but I like Kentucky's draw especially early on. I think you you, you have a very it's not an easy path, but a very legitimate path to the Sweet 16. And I, and I like it. I like it. We're going to do an entire bracket breakdown here. And if you've not already looked at the bracket breakdown show on the Locked On Kentucky podcast feed, Chris Gordy uh, over there, Andy Patton, some of Locked On's basketball experts, I'd encourage you guys to check that out. It was awesome. Breaking down the entire bracket. We're going to break it down here as well at some point this week. But yeah, really excited about this Kentucky draw. I think that there's some intriguing matchups. There should be some tough ones. There should be some easy ones. Uh, the Wildcats playing on March 17th at 7.10 p.m. It's going to be exciting. All right, in just a second, we're going to talk about uh, Kentucky versus St. Peter's. And we're going to talk about what that matchup potentially looks like. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Stat Hero. I really, really love March Madness, and I really, really love filling out brackets. But it's honestly been a while since the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. This year, I'm hedging my bets with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. It's the easiest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. Guys, this is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. You can sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. All right. Back to the action here. Lance Dahl here with you. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Hey, again, want to remind you guys about the Bracket Breakdown show that Andy, uh, Andy Patton and Chris Gordy did. Happened yesterday. It was a really, really good, uh, really good episode. Lee Sterling, also betting expert, was there. It's on the podcast feed right here on Locked On Kentucky. Would really encourage you to check it out. All right, continuing along here. What do we know about the St. Peter's Peacocks? <coughs> Excuse me, I am struggling right now. Well, something to note immediately about St. Peter's is they come into the tournament into the tournament on a little bit of a roll. 
They've won their last seven games. They, they were at 1.12 and 11 in the season. And then they won four straight games, including three in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference Tournament, beat Fairfield, Quinnipiac, and Monmouth, and then advanced to the round of 64 here in the NCAA tournament. So they're on a bit of a roll. And you may be saying, well, what caused that roll? I think when you look at the metrics, I think a lot of things would support that this defense, the fact that this defense is very, very good, and the offense has been very suspect at times this season. So the defense, sixth nationally in effective field goal percentage for St. Peter's. Uh, St. Peter's also has the 34th best defense in the nation in, cur- in terms of adjusted efficiency. They turn teams over. They limit teams from three. They limit teams from two. They block teams quite a bit. They steal from teams a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's interesting to note here that the average height of St. Uh, Peter's teams, or players, excuse me, is 295th in the country. So they're doing all these different things defensively. And, and they're undersized. And you may look at a team like Kentucky and say, well, they're relatively undersized too, but they're, they're not undersized to this extent. In fact, I could pull it up here for you guys. Kentucky is 187th in natu- uh, average height nationally. So both teams undersized, but, uh, but St. Peter's significantly so. You look at some of their leading scores. Daryl Banks III leads the team in scoring. Casey Nefo, I believe is how you pronounce his name, 10.6 points per game. Doug Eddard, 9.3 points per game. According to Ken Palm, Casey Nefo is the uh, major contributor uh, on the squad, six foot seven senior. And I noted that this offense is not, is not particularly good. I mean, you look at their Metro, uh, their, their MAAC uh, tournament run, <coughs> excuse me, and they scored 67, or 77, 64, and 60 points all to win that tournament. And then you look at their adjusted efficiency, 259th in the nation. Their turnover percentage is 319th in the nation. They turn the ball over. They don't shoot well uh, from two. They get blocked a lot. In fact, they're sixth worst in the nation in block percentage. They are also one of the worst teams in non-steeled turnover turnover percentage, which means uh, shot clock violations, throwing the ball out of bounds, walking, charges, different things like that. One of the only things that this team does well is they actually are pretty decent from shooting uh, from shooting beyond the arc. Shoot almost thirty five percent from there. It's pretty decent. But all things considered, I, I mean, th- this is typical of a 15, 16, 14 seed. They're undersized. They're slow also as well. They're 242nd in adjusted tempo. They're, they're decent at shooting the three. Uh, they're terrible in a variety of different areas. And overall, just it feels like a team... And this is kind of disrespectful, I, I guess, but feels like a team you could kind of push through and get to the round of 32. This is not going to be a very difficult game, in my opinion. In just a second, and we're going to go through this matchup in more detail uh, during a time later on this this week where I'm not uh, as, as... My voice is not as bad as it is right now. We're going to talk about that 
later on the week. And we're going to talk about, I want to recap the SEC tournament briefly, just for a little bit. Going to talk all uh, about all that in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Run Your Pool. March Madness is quite literally here. And if you haven't started thinking about where you're going to run your brackets, if you haven't printed them out, uh, first of all, what on earth are you doing? And second of all, you should come, if you have not selected your brackets, or even if you have, you should come run your brackets with us here at runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers different game types like Survivor or Pick X. They're both very fun in their own way. Run Your Pool also has options to edit scoring for the brackets, and they offer more intel to make all of your picks. It's all stuff that you won't find at ESPN or CBS. And if you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. If you want to play against us here at Locked On Kentucky for a shot at a cash prize, you can join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, you can create your pool for your friends and your family. Enter code PUREMADNESS at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. It is that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all of your sporting and wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, wrapping up the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl here with you. I want to apologize. My voice is, if it's, if it's not as bad as it sounds, that's cool. Or as I feel it sounds, it's cool. But it is, it is shot and um, doing the best I can here. Let's wrap this thing up. SEC tournament recap. Uh, some things did not go as anticipated. <laughs> excuse me, as anticipated. I projected that the field would be relatively chalky, like I expected in the semifinals it to be 1, 2, 3, 4, Auburn, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky. And there was one exception. It was the Texas A&M Aggies beating fraudulent Auburn, 67 to 62 at one point. Texas A&M was up like 20 points in that game. Just absolutely dismantled Auburn in the first half. And Auburn probably entering this NCAA tournament is a trendy pick to uh, get bounced early. And I don't doubt it. Their guards are playing terrible. Their coaching is questionable. Their adjustments are awful right now. And the fact that they were not able to adjust or knock down shots against A&M in that first half, if any of you watched it, it was straight up embarrassing. This is, this is, not a, this is, this is barely a round of 32 team right now. Their guards don't pick it up. I mean, it was pitiful. It was pitiful. But AM beat Florida in overtime to get to that point. It was a really exciting game. And then AM, after they beat Auburn, they beat Arkansas. And they didn't just beat them, they hammered them. 82 to 64 was the final score there. Uh, Arkansas beat LSU. LSU beat Missouri, who advanced over Ole Miss. Mississippi State beat South Carolina. South Carolina. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Mississippi State beat South Carolina. 73-51, South Carolina then fired Frank Martin just yesterday. Mississippi State lost to Tennessee. Tennessee went and beat Kentucky. 
as all of you fans know, that game was essentially the game on the road at Knoxville, except Kentucky played, I think, a little bit better defense. 69-62 was the final score there. Wildcats lost after beating Vanderbilt uh, in the quarterfinals. We said it here on the show. We said that we said that Vanderbilt would be a, a a difficult matchup if they were to beat the Crimson Tide, and I thought they had a very legitimate shot to do so. I didn't pick them, uh, but I said that I would not be surprised if Vanderbilt beat Alabama and then advanced to play Kentucky, and they were competitive, and it certainly was what happened. So it set up Texas A&M and Tennessee in the title game. Who would have thought? And then Tennessee pounded Texas A&M. 65-50 was the final score there. The, uh, the Aggies could not shoot worth a rip after knocking down <laughs> seemingly everything against their first three opponents. And so it was just, it was an odd way to end the tournament. I think everything went relatively chalk outside of A&M, and they just almost got a bid into the NCAA tournament, and then it was stolen by Notre Dame. Who would have thought out of all the teams uh, that would have received bias from a collegiate committee? Wouldn't you know it? Doesn't matter what sport it is, baby. It's the Notre Dame Fighting Irish every single time. If it's them or if it's somebody else with a better record, uh, better resume, better strength of schedule, more talented teams, more more quad one wins, does not matter. If A&M had 30 quad one wins, it would be like, nah, we'll take Notre Dame, put them in, put Rutgers in too, put Indiana in. Come on. Texas a and clearly a better team than all of those teams. Absolutely robbed where they were the uh, Texas A&M Aggies of an NCAA tournament berth. All right, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up because uh, I'm I'm on the struggle bus right now, guys. If you can't tell, Tampa was a uh, was a long weekend for your boy. Going to be back tomorrow uh, to talk more NCAA tournament talk, but that's going to do it for today's episode. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. Follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. Again, I'll see you all tomorrow for another episode. Have a good day, everybody, and God bless.